0: Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer, Susan Slusser, and today we welcome A's new reliever, Jake Diekman. He'll talk to us about the trade that brought him over to Oakland, about when he changed his arm slot to drop down more, and about his battles with ulcerative colitis and the surgery he eventually needed. All of that next on A's Plus. Today on Ace Plus, our guest is new A's reliever, Jake Diekman, acquired in a trade, of course, right before the deadline. Uh, Jake, welcome to the A's. How are things going for you uh, so far? I know you've been traded before. Mm -hmm. It's gotta be a strange experience, but but what was it like coming over here, especially after having, you know, you've pitched against the A's quite a bit playing in Texas.
1: Uh, It was great. Um, When you get thrown in to a a wild card race, a playoff race. Um, it's rejuvenating. It gives you a lot of energy. And yeah, playing against these guys for three years, you know how good they are. Um, magic happens in that stadium. Honestly, can't explain any of it. Uh, but no, it's really just energizing to you as a player.
0: Did you know many guys when you came over? Did you call and check check with a few guys?
1: Uh, I knew Profar from Texas, and then homer from kansas city before i'll just follow homer around
0: yeah you're just following homer that's okay that works that works out pretty well i guess uh how do you like pitching at the coliseum in particular because obviously it's a little bit of a pitcher's ballpark compared to some other places you've you've played
1: (laughs) uh yeah hey it's big um the mound's really steep i feel like i know they're all supposed to be the same but they're not um yeah there's a lot of foul ground so pitchers i feel like hey yeah that's good
0: Yes, And the defense is one of the better ones in the league, which has also got to be um, really great for a guy coming in kind of brand new to a team. Mm -hmm.
1: Throw strikes, let him hit it, because everyone can either pick it or chase it down. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, Now, you've got an interesting background. I know you're from Wymore, Nebraska, which is a a very small town. Did you guys have a baseball team when you were in high school?
1: We did not. Uh, And we didn't have like a stoplight or anything through town. It was like one blinking yellow light just to warn you to slow down. Uh, no, but we didn't have high school baseball. We were just way too small. Uh, when I was there, it was like a little over 1,100 people. Um, graduating class was like 30, 35-ish probably. Oh gosh. Uh, and then, yeah, we just played Legion during the during the summer.
0: So that was, that, that was really your exposure to baseball. How did you kind of get uh, noticed as a result?
1: Uh, I mean, I went to a small NAI school my first year of college. And then after that, I went, I transferred from there to a junior college in Kansas. And then I feel like that's where, for the first time, I like really got looked at.
0: When did you start throwing sort of hard enough for, for maybe scouts and schools to, to really kind of take notice of you?
1: Probably in JUCO that year. Um, I felt like my body just matured and, uh... Like your last year junior college, for the most part, they do like a sophomore showcase where they'll go to a stadium or something and throw up for scouts and do that type of stuff. And then uh, that's where Nebraska offered me like on the spot. And like two weeks later, I signed to go there.
0: Oh, and then, but you went to the Phillies instead. You were drafted. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that must have been tough for somebody from Nebraska to turn down the scholarship I had a lot from of Nebraska. That we're not happy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Did you grow up a Cornhusker fan? I mean, you had yeah. to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise,
1: they'll just kind of like push you to the side and push you to Iowa. Yeah. I mean, they
0: should really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now I, I know you lost your mom at a young age you were in junior college um, what was that like I, I know that you, you kind of honor her now mm-hmm. how do you do that
1: uh, like during the national anthem I'll, I'll just talk to her um, and yeah it was just uh, it was right before we started spring ball um, February 4th was when she passed and I think I started game one of our season like a week later Uh, so like, we were just at practice one day, coach comes up to me, gives my, uh, his phone to me, talk to my dad, drive three hours back home. Luckily, I had a teammate that drove me because I was in no shape to drive. Um, we stayed up there for like three or four days and then I just completely like black, I had to black everything out. I just, thank God for baseball because it just completely took my mind off everything. Um... But yeah that was it was hard
0: yeah that's too young you were like 19 or 20. yeah yeah what happened
1: uh she had a heart attack driving back from work oh god oh
0: that's awful yeah oh, I'm very sorry so you go to the phillies and at some point they changed
1: My the releasing slide. yeah mm-hmm.
0: when did that happen when did you start doing uh, a little more sidearm?
1: probably like the last month of 2009. Okay. yeah 2009.
0: How tough of a, an adjustment was that? Had you been straight over the
1: top before? Yeah, like moved my head out of the way, straight <laughs> over the top. Uh, and then I got put on the Phantom with a calf uh, contusion. Oh God. Um, and then it was like the, right at the All-Star break of the minor league season. So I got put on that for like 10 days or 15, cause that was what it was back then. And then we had the All-Star break, so I was on it for close to 20 days. And then after that, I just. Started throwing games right away. Okay,
0: so it wasn't that tough a transition for you.
1: No, it felt way more natural. Um, okay. I feel like I could use my body more. My velo like went up a lot. Um, yeah.
0: What was the difference in in movement?
1: Just it moves. Uh, it moves like east and west a lot more. Uh, kind of like tails off. Um, actually, everything tails. Off. I could throw a four seamer and it'll. Run six, eight inches. Uh, but no, I just feel it's very athletic, like pitching for me. I, I use my body and like. I
0: don't, I don't work on Tuesdays. Yeah. Whose suggestion was that? Uh,
1: I think it was more or less like, hey, what do you think about this? Or like a release meeting.
0: Oh oh so then you're there's no doubt you're gonna do it right yeah so i was like i'll choose that one yeah i'll yeah i'll do that tomorrow if i change my arm slot okay so it was a group it was a group effort of people saying how can we maybe make you a little bit more effective yes wow okay Whoa, whatever works yeah, it, <laughs> a little intervention arm and inter- intervention um i know at some point i read this um, in the off season you had an unusual job were, were you in the phillies organization at that point were you doing what you were working for like a lawnmower company what were you doing
1: oh that was like my senior year in high school oh, okay. s- summer going into my senior year okay. that's
0: legit summer job if you're in high school right? yeah what were you doing exactly
1: just putting small parts in boxes and then stacking them in an even bigger box and doing that all day.
0: That's horrible. And my
1: dad worked there. Oh no. And I felt like that was a worse job than what he had. What was he doing? Probably supervising everyone.
0: Oh yeah, that's better. All I wanted
1: to do was like push the industrial sized trash can around. Okay. And then one of my buddies on my team had that job and I was like, Dad, you work here.
0: And he got the- Get me the sweet trash can job. He got the best job ever. (laughs) Have you had any other unusual jobs in off seasons?
1: uh i tried to work at valvoline uh like five ten minute oil change i got through the like two-week trial like where they teach you everything as a grease monkey underneath your car no no i passed on that very quickly did you just
0: not enjoy it or were you not good at it
1: it was very hot down there oh so
0: cool. that? i
1: felt like at six in the morning when the first car would come up, I felt like they just drove 50,000 miles and just parked it right there. It's
0: <laughs> disgusting. So being a big league baseball player is probably a little bit better than
1: that. Yeah. yeah. And, hey, but I have all the respect in the world for people that do that.
0: Oh, yeah, after doing it like a couple of yeah. times, for sure. Uh-huh. I've always thought left-handed relief is probably the best job in pro sports. Is that true, maybe?
1: Uh, Yeah, you play a lot. Um,
0: have a very nice long
1: career yeah Uh, you pitch a lot which is also like a double-edged sword in certain cases Um, normally we're all very weird
0: it's true are you weird
1: I think I have weird tendencies my wife would probably say that
0: yeah Um, can you give us an idea
1: I have no idea because it's just me it's my personality (laughs) what does she give you grief for doing uh, I mean, I just like to have fun a lot. Um, ever since we had our daughter, like from the second she wakes up until whenever nap time is, we're just crawling on the floor playing all the time. So
0: um, Now you told me about her. She's nine months old, right? Months what's old. her name? Palmer Billy. And what's she like?
1: Right now, she's she has an attitude. We think she's getting like five te- teeth on the top of her uh, mouth, and they haven't punched through yet, so she's she's a handful that's good she should be yeah definitely
0: um now i think a lot of people are familiar with the fact that you had to deal with ulcerative colitis when was that first diagnosed how long were you dealing with it before um you really had to get it addressed
1: uh i got diagnosed when i was 10. Um, we came back from like a vacation in california we thought i had water poisoning and then weeks went by and it just never got better so we finally went to a gastroenterologist in omaha and had a bunch of tests ran they came back that it was uh uc and then it was pretty good i'd say i mean i had it under control for the most part and then once i feel like i got into pro ball just the stresses and all the travel and like the fluctuation of like when you eat when you don't eat um, I felt like really triggered it. And then in, after 2016, that off season is when it like flared up the worst.
0: So you, you had surgery, correct? Yeah. What?
1: Uh, in, I turned 30 that off season on January 21st. And on January 25th, we decided, okay, we need surgery to take out my entire colon. So at 30, I was just ready to do it.
0: Yeah. Wow, that sounds so I mean that's like a serious surgery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How how long was the surgery and how long were you were you out? And they they'd kind of have to rebuild everything, right? What's yeah. that process like?
1: The first surgery was January 25th. They took out my entire colon, gave me a colostomy bag. Um, then 10 weeks later they went back in uh moved my small intestine and like made it like a fake colon basically they just stretched it down had that heel uh like 12 weeks after that they hooked me back up and took off the bag
0: that's amazing and it's been works fine yeah perfect that's a am-
1: that's wonderful mm-hmm. that's really great so from like i had a bag for like six months so that was it in the middle of like late June I think maybe early, late June early July can't remember is when they finally took the bag off and then it was like on a Friday and Monday I was playing catch
0: oh, that's amazing so you missed half a se- little more than half a season essentially
1: yeah and, and then everything. I pitched the whole month of September
0: that's that's absolutely incredible and how has your life basically completely changed since you
1: second dealt with I it? woke up and the second I woke up from the first surgery I felt a hundred times better.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. That's great to hear. Now, I know you and your wife are active in um, fundraising for that. What, what do you do? Tell us what, how people can help.
1: We started a foundation called Get It Out Foundation. Um, it's just to empower IBD patients. Um, we have resources of different hospitals, different uh, topics, like ways younger kids can communicate with either their parents or friends or coaches or... um, And then we just, if we find a cause or like a trial that certain hospitals are doing that we really believe in, um, we'll give them money. Last year we uh, gave like seven, eight hospitals these like little tripod like IV cart things with a video like video game system on it, so like they could wheel it in and out of rooms, like, because kids will be in there for four or five hours getting like infusions and stuff. So if we can bring it, uh, every kid loves video games. Absolutely. And if they're sitting in there for four or five hours, uh, I mean I've done it before, so I know. And uh, yeah, just we raise money and then whatever, like we really. If there's like a new gadget that every hospital should need or something, we just give it to them. Um, More or less it's a resource for the IBD community to like reach out and actually talk. Um, There's pretty close to like 2 million people that have Crohn's or colitis. And uh, if we can just make sort of the invisible disease that people can't really see on the outside, visible that's the goal right
0: and you talk to kids and groups and things like that and try to get yeah. the word out yep uh
1: we try to do one on the road at least once a month um and then wherever we are at home then we go as many times as we can
0: that's awesome Gut it out and you i'm assuming you guys have a website a way to, to donate on the website is that right
1: yeah it's uh at
0: Fantastic. Go look that up right now uh, if you have interest in donating or learning more. And Jake Diekman, thanks so much for joining us on A's Plus.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Our thanks again to Jake Diekman for joining us on A's Plus. Our producer today was Alan Johnson. We will be back again later in the week with more A's Plus. Thanks for listening. A's Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.